Hi, it's Liz, host of the Chit Chat Circus podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I have an exciting episode today. I'm going to talk about something I'm very excited about. I am going to set some very intense 90-day goals for myself. So let me give you a little bit of background. I love New Year's resolutions. I go hard on them every year. Some years I've even had a whole little book filled with resolutions, color-coded into different categories. I showed that to a friend of mine once and her eyes got as big as saucers thinking I was absolutely crazy, which I was a little bit. But I do love the idea of a New Year's resolution. I've always thought New Year's was a wonderfully renewing time of year. You get to set new goals. I have absolutely no problem working on them all throughout the year. Sometimes goals are maybe more appropriate for summertime or maybe they're very specific. I had some goals this year like drawing a particular art competition or enter an artwork in the county fair. Unfortunately, those aren't happening now because of COVID-19, but there's still plenty of others that I can do. But the point was that I have no problem problem working on things throughout the year. I'm not specifically required to do them from January 1st to December 31st. And then the one time you mess up, you suddenly don't want to do it anymore. And I think that's a little bit disappointing. I think that people, if they're trying to set those kinds of goals, they might be setting themselves up for failure because, you know, aside from breathing and eating, I don't know that there's anything you can really do every single day of the year unless you have an incredible amount of discipline, which I do not. I won't say it's impossible, but it's certainly not possible for me. And I, I feel that might be true for many people. But 90 days, that's a much shorter time and that's doable. Now, there's another reason I wanted to do some 90 days goals. Well, two actually. The first is that one of the particular goals I'll be working on is a fitness goal and the program runs for 90 days. So that's kind of an, an easy win. Another really specific reason is that I am potentially starting law school within 90 days. It'll overlap about a week between when I start and when I'll finish this initial 90 days challenge. But that's really specific. There's 90 days now to get my life in order before I start law school, at which time I'm going to be very, very busy for the next three years. I will have already have to have worked out a fitness routine, a finance routine, a healthy eating routine. All of these things need to be in place before I start. So now is the time to build these healthy habits. I've got one summer of freedom left and I am going to use it wisely. So to get started for this, I've already mentioned the fitness one, but I was looking through my resolutions list and they're all over the place. They include things like selling on eBay to finishing some specific art challenges, completing the body for life challenge just once to maybe more personal things like trying to go to a fabulous New Year's Eve party or limiting myself to one coffee per day, practicing some of my languages, running a half marathon, kind of all over the gamut. So I looked at these and I simplified them down to eight categories that I'm going to work on. Now, I've mentioned before that I love writing the New Year's resolutions. I always feel that gives me a sense of hope at the beginning of the year, but often I've run into the problem where I just haven't accomplished these things. They just kind of stay on the resolutions list, and I'm not necessarily making any progress towards them. Something like keeping up with my languages has been on my resolutions list for years, and yet I'm still not at the level with any of my languages that I would like to be at because I haven't been working at it regularly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use a system to translate these resolutions into actionable goals. Now there's something called the SMART goal system and that's really helpful in making random nebulous ideas into real specific goals that you can achieve. It's an acronym and so let's break down what SMART stands for. It stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. 
So timely is very important. There's certain things that I want to get done by the time I start law school. So that's a very good timely purpose for all of these goals. I have a whole big list of things for my resolutions list, but only a few of them are really important enough to be worth focusing on for the next 90 days. So that's what I'm going to do. So that automatically eliminated some things. I don't need to be worrying about my New Year's party in June. You know, that's not a big deal. So timely. Next, they have to be specific. And for some of these, I have details and some of these I'm going to have to work out, figure out how to get more specific. Measurable is a big one. You can say something like, okay, I'm going to improve my finances, but that's not specific at all or measurable. So I would say, okay, I'm going to pay off my credit card. That's specific and it's measurable. I will know a literal dollar amount that I've paid towards my credit card and I'll know if I've met that goal or not because of basic math. So that's measurable. Attainable. These are all things that I can do in the next 90 days. I'm not saying I want to invest $100,000 in Robinhood or, you know, be fluent in 10 languages, five of which I haven't even started studying. I'm not shooting for the moon here. These are all things that are within my wheelhouse and they are attainable within the next 90 days. So that's a very important part of it as well. And then relevant, you know, how important are these to my life right now? Would I like to do some of the things on my list? Of course I would, but they're not necessarily relevant for right now. Like one of my goals was broaden my social circle. Now that in a normal year, that would be great. I would be doing things like joining knitting groups or trying to play more role-playing games or joining art organizations, things that I'd started to do at the beginning of the year. And then COVID-19 kind of put a a stop to all of that. So that's something that I can't really work on as much now, but it's not necessarily the most relevant thing for the next 90 days, but I'd still like to do it eventually this year. And like I said at the beginning, I have no problem working on that when I get the time to. And if I've done it at least a little bit this year, broadening my social circle, meeting new people, I will consider that goal met. And I think that's pretty much going to take care of itself anyways. Once I start attending classes, even digital classes, and start talking to my fellow law school students and professors. I mean, that right there is opening my world up. So that's something that I'd wanted to plan out. Okay, so now that I've talked about how to translate my resolutions from nebulous ideas into specific goals, let me talk about breaking down my actual goals and their categories and how I kind of translated those ideas into SMART goals. And I haven't quite worked it out for all of them. So maybe you can help me weigh in in the comments if there's things that you have done using SMART goals and how to maybe translate some of these into better options. Okay, so the first one I've mentioned a couple times is fitness. I am overweight. I used to be much more fit than I am now, but you know, I'm starting at the level that I'm at now and I'm just gonna move forward from here. So I'm gonna do the body for life challenge. I have started and stopped this challenge almost a dozen times over the 10 years since I've owned this book. I've really wanted to do this and I've never had the consistency or the willpower to finish. I usually get about a week in and then I decide I really hate the cardio portions of it and then I stop. So let me describe this program. It's 90 day plan to increase your physical fitness and by means of that you can lose weight and tone up and all of that. But you basically do upper body one day, then you do a day of cardio, then you do lower body and another day of cardio. There's a healthy eating plan that goes with it. You're making sure you take rests each week as well so you're not tiring yourself out. And it's a really good specific set of exercises to do for each of these body parts. So I really kind of bought into the idea of that plan, transforming your life in 90 days. I've just never followed through with it. So now it starts. Today I will start the Body for Life plan. 
So the next goal of mine, I've mentioned before in this chat as well, is financial. I am going to pay off my credit card. I don't owe as much as I used to, but it's still more debt than I want to carry into law school or really have in general. So I'm going to make a point of paying that off. Now, the problem for me is that I am not currently employed. So there is no traditional income coming in to pay that off. If there was, I wouldn't have carried this debt for so long. So that's something that I'm going to have to work on. Part of the SMART goals to make that actionable, I would say, are to sell some items I have on eBay. A lot of the debt was from a business I tried to start that didn't quite take off and so because I didn't know how to manage it. But I still have a lot of that product. It's still good and I'm going to try and sell it off on eBay or Etsy or both and recoup some of that um, financial debt. Then I also have some other things I'm going to sell on eBay. I'm going to try to use my art skills to build some passive income sources and get that going. And also it's not the great time because everybody's out of work and looking for jobs, but I'm going to look for a temporary part-time job as well to make some additional money and to pay down that credit card in the next 90 days. Another thing I want to do is in the creative category. I play the guitar. I've owned this particular guitar for almost 20 years, but I do not sound like I've been playing the guitar for 20 years because I have not been playing it very regularly at all. And that's a real shame because I have a lovely instrument. It sounds wonderful. It feels very comfortable in my hands. And I really want to take my skills to the next level. I'm finally serious about it again. So to make it specific, I'm going to learn the fretboard. So I'll be memorizing what all the notes are. I've not bothered to learn to read music on the guitar, although I learned to read it years ago when I played the saxophone. I don't know why I never bothered to learn it for the guitar. I just didn't. So I'm going to correct that. I'm going to learn the fretboard and I'm going to learn some finger picking patterns. That's something that I'd wanted to work on as well getting into that, I've always just done cowboy chords and general strumming and that's fine for a little bit, but I want to take it to the next level. That's my goal for my creative goal for the next 90 days. I also have a mental goal. I've mentioned a few times that I've spoken and formally studied several other languages, including Italian, Spanish, Russian, Japanese, and even Irish. But the one I really want to focus on, the one I think would be most helpful for someone potentially going into law and living in Southern California is Spanish. So I'm going to focus on relearning Spanish. And this one, I'm not really sure how to break down the specifics, how to make it smart. What specifically am I going to use to measure this? Now, as a baseline, in Europe, at least, there are these levels. I think they go from like a C2 is like the very beginning level. Maybe that's an A2 or something. And then they go on up the more proficiency you gain. So I'll take a test today, figure out what my baseline is, and then I might try and use these kinds of levels to determine what my fluency might be in 90 days. Now, I'm not starting from scratch. I took Spanish for a, a trimester in junior high all throughout high school, including AP Spanish my senior year. I took it for a semester in college. I visited Spain a few times and I could tell after eight days in Spain, my language skills were coming back because I was immersed in it and using it all the time and reading it and hearing it everywhere, but I have not kept it up. And so I really want to relearn what I used to know and then feel a lot more comfortable and proficient with that. If you have made a 90 day goal for yourself in a foreign language and you have some like specific guidelines that you can share with me, please share them in the comments below. I'd love to know how you work on maintaining your language, what you do to keep that up and how you kind of measure your progress. Okay, so a next goal is school specific. 
I would really like to prepare myself as best I can for law school. And one of the vloggers that I follow on YouTube has mentioned that learning how to type would be a big asset to anyone going into law school. You'll be able to get your notes down faster. You'll be able to type faster when you're actually going to write your tests at the end of the semester. So learning how to type fast is going to be a real big boon for law school and then pay off for years and years in your career. You'll always be very fast at this particular skill. So that's something I'm going to do, and that's easy to measure. My goal is to type 100 words per minute by the end of the summer. Now, I don't know how much time each day that's going to take to practice. I haven't looked into that yet, but I will start researching that. I last took a typing test about 20 years ago, and I think I was required to type 45 words per minute back then. And I felt I was a little bit faster when I was doing a lot of my art history papers and research in school, maybe five to seven years ago. But since I've graduated from school and I haven't been doing that amount of typing, I definitely have seen my skills kind of go down again. So it'll be interesting to see where I'm at now and how far I'll need to grow by the end of the summer. So I'll do some tests on that and get back to you all. But if you guys have done that kind of typing, how long did it take you to get to the level that you wanted to be at? Be interested to know. Okay, so another category that I'm going to focus on is business. I love doing the podcast. I think it's a wonderful business and I'm going to keep recording even when I'm in law school. But for now, for the next 90 days, I'm going to focus on specifically recording and posting consistently three times a week. Now I've been kind of recording here and there when I was recording with my sister. I still want Deli to be involved in the podcast, but I've kind of branched off and I'm speaking about different topics and I would like to be able to focus on a consistent type of topic and consistent posting three times a week. So I was thinking Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something post weekend, something pre weekend, something midweek, but we shall see if that schedule works and if you the listeners like that. So another one of the goals I really wanted to work on was personal. I was already pretty socially isolated before COVID-19 hit. And then afterwards, it just kind of compounded it. The few social activities that I did have were either completely canceled or they were reduced to digital formats, which is great. I still get to hear my friends' voices and maybe see their faces on a video chat, but it isn't the same as being able to laugh in person with somebody or to go out and share a drink with a friend. So I've had a few friends reach out to me, friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, but whose numbers, you know, we shared. And so they send me a text and it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful to hear from these people that I might think about very often, but I think, oh, they're busy. For whatever reason, I didn't reach out to friends that I genuinely cared about. And it was wonderful to have them reach out to me. It was just so uplifting. So I want to do the same thing for other people. So I have a long list of Facebook friends, people that I've known from high school, people that I knew 20 years ago when I was in the military, people that I knew five to seven years ago when I was in Italy and maybe haven't talked to as much as I would have liked. So I'm going to send one message to a new friend a new old friend every day because these are people that were important to me at one time in my life and I would like to let them know that their friendship made a difference and that I still think about them and so I'm going to send a message to one person per day for the next 90 days that I haven't talked to in a long time but I think about and I hope they're doing well and so my last category is kind of a whole life category 
I was listening to a podcast called The Broken Brain Podcast by Drew Perrault. I'll put some links in the description below. You should absolutely check it out if you haven't heard of it before. But he had a guest on named Pilar Gerasimo who was speaking about her morning routine. And she was talking about how important it was for her to have these moments in the morning. It really kind of set her up for a good place for the rest of the day, kept her focused. And I thought that was just a wonderful routine to start. And so I started something similar to that at the beginning of this year, and I have not kept it up consistently. Now, she based her system on a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I'll put links for that in the description below as well. But basically, it's a specific set of exercises and activities that he does every morning that I'm going to try and do with consistency as well. And so those start off with, I believe his acronym is SAVERS. So the S is for silence, a few moments of meditation, breathing. I'm just kind of alone and quiet to start. Then affirmations, which at first I thought were kind of hokey, but can see the purpose of that because it was very difficult for me at first to try and say such positive things about myself or because I wasn't thinking positive things about myself. So that was kind of eye-opening, and I'm, I see the, the purpose in that is trying to reframe your thoughts into something more positive. I've rewritten some simpler, shorter affirmations, and I'll be doing those consistently as part of the morning routine. The next step is visualization, again, which is a harder thing for me, surprisingly. Because I've had so little money for so long, it's just easier to try to not want things than to be disappointed when I don't have them. So, which is probably not the healthiest mindset, but that's how I've kind of dealt with things. So it's very difficult for me to try to create a vision of a life for me where I have more than what I have now. So that's something that I will have to work on. And that's something that I think with consistency in the routine, I'll get a little bit better at. So S-A-V-E. Oh, the E's was exercise. That's pretty simple. I'm doing these different body challenges. There's abs, thighs, butt, and arms. I found them on a website via Pinterest. I'll put some links in the description below, but they're just simple exercises. You start off with five reps of three different exercises, and by the end of the month, you're doing something like 22, 25 reps of five different exercises, adding just a little bit each day. So those are fun, and they don't take too much time, so I add them to the morning routine. The R is reading. That's a little bit longer. I usually, I'll usually do that sometime later in the day. This particular reading goal is to read something specific, maybe a new finance book that tells me how to better invest or to research stocks or some kind of self-help book that really shows how to achieve goals or improve things in my life or something. So that's something that I will be specifically focusing on. And then the other S was for scribing. I started writing at the beginning of the year. There was another book blogger I was following. Her name is Sarah and her channel is Heart Breathings. She is a professional writer, so she writes all the time. But she said she starts her morning doing three pages in a journal. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really fun. I want to try that. I thought it was wonderful. I was able to just kind of brain dump all these things I was thinking. I was able to put things on the page and I was surprised at how quickly it was able to fill up. I used that when I was struggling to write my college application essays for law school. I just kind of brain dumped stuff, put it all down, and then I was able to piece together a really interesting cohesive essay from what I'd written in these morning pages. I really liked that. Three, she's a professional writer. She must 
either have more time for this or be speedier at it. Three pages was taking me a very long time. So I'm going to cut that down to one page. I don't remember when exactly in the year I stopped doing the three pages and went to the one, but I've been doing it off and on since the beginning of the year, writing at least. So I'm going to continue that and do that as part of the morning routine. I think everything except the reading I'll be able to fit in in the morning, but I've seen people on the Facebook group split it up. And so they might do their reading in the evening, but then the rest of it in the morning to kind of get going. As long as it happens every day, that's fine. I'm okay with that too. I don't think it all needs to be in the morning, even though it's called the Miracle Morning Routine. As long as I'm getting it done, I'll consider it a goal met. I just want to focus on consistency with all of this and making sure I'm not spending too much time on it that it's keeping me from moving on in the morning to other things I need to get done. So basically, those are my goals for the next 90 days. So I have a ticking clock 90 days before the start of law school, potentially, that I need to get all this stuff done. It's definitely doable. I'm really focused. I woke up in a wonderful mood this morning. I was able to do the miracle morning routine, everything except the reading and including the exercise. It was wonderful to kind of get moving in the morning. I loved that. So where I've fallen in the past trying to do goals and resolutions is with the progress and the consistency. I have maybe been keeping track of progress, but haven't seen as much of it. I haven't been doing it consistently. I mentioned about the writing. I started doing it every day for a few weeks into the new year and then gradually went less and less. What I'm going to do for all of that is just kind of check it off on the calendar. I have a bullet journal and I like checking things off once I finished them. So I'm going to just, you know, check off these little boxes once I finished them. And and I think that's going to move me forward and I'll be able to see at the end of a week, at the end of a month, hey, look at this, look at all this consistency. It's going to be great. Another thing that's going to help is accountability. So I've talked to some of my closest friends, which are of course my sisters, and they're absolutely down with helping me work through some of these goals, especially the fitness goals. We're all going to be doing either the body for life or some other kind of fitness goal for the next 90 days. And so we're going to keep each other accountable. And I hope that you as the audience are going to help with that as well. If I'm having to report back to my podcast listeners about my 90 day goals and the progress, and that's going to make me want to do it more. I'm going to want to have something to report. So I'm going to stick to it. And I'll end with one of my favorite quotes from the Marquis de la Grange. When we ask for advice, we are usually looking for an accomplice. All of my listeners, all of my accomplices, what are your 90-day goals? Have you done a 90 days or a 100 days challenge before? Have you done the body for life? What goals do you have for yourself this year? Are you still working on New Year's resolutions? I would love to hear. So weigh in in the comments. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group so we can get a conversation going there. Let me know what your resolutions are, your goals, how you're going to keep on track. Let's be accountable for each other and let's make the next 90 days incredible. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode. I've enjoyed making it and I'm excited for the next 90 days, what they're going to bring. Go ahead and follow the Chit Chat Circus on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.